Folks are welcome here. No clerks will babble in your ear. Please smoke, but don't drop ashes. Browse as long as you like. Prices of all books plainly marked. If you want to ask questions, you'll find the proprietor where the tobacco smoke is thickest. We pay cash for books. We have what you want, though you may not know you want it. Malnutrition of the reading faculty is a serious thing. Let us prescribe for you. By R. and H. Mifflin, Proprietors. The shop had a warm and comfortable obscurity, a kind of drowsy dusk, stabbed here and there by bright cones of yellow light from green-shaded electrics. There was an all-pervasive drift of tobacco smoke, which eddied and fumed under the glass lampshades. Passing down a narrow aisle between the alcoves, the visitor noticed that some of the compartments were wholly in darkness. In others, where lamps were glowing, he could see a table and chairs. In one corner, under a sign lettered, Essays, an elderly gentleman was reading, with a face of fanatical ecstasy illumined by the sharp glare of electricity. But there was no wreath of smoke about him, so the newcomer concluded he was not the proprietor. As the young man approached the back of the shop, the general effect became more and more fantastic. On some skylight far overhead, he could hear the rain drumming, but otherwise the place was completely silent, peopled only, so it seemed, by the gurgitating whorls of smoke and the bright profile of the essay reader. It seemed like a secret fane, some shrine of curious rites, and the young man's throat was tightened by a stricture which was half agitation and half tobacco. Towering above him in the gloom were shelves and shelves of books, darkling toward the roof. He saw a table with a cylinder of brown paper and twine, evidently where purchases might be wrapped, but there was no sign of an attendant. This place may indeed be haunted, he thought, perhaps by the delighted soul of Sir Walter Raleigh, patron of the weed, but seemingly not by the proprietors. His eyes, searching the blue and vaporous vistas of the shop, were caught by a circle of brightness that shone with a curious egg-like luster. It was round and white, gleaming in the sheen of a hanging light, a bright island in a surf of tobacco smoke. He came more close and found it was a bald head. The head, he then saw, surmounted a small, sharp-eyed man who sat tilted back in a swivel chair in a corner which seemed the nerve center of the establishment. The large pigeon-holed desk in front of him was piled high with volumes of all sorts, with tins of tobacco and newspaper clippings and letters. An antiquated typewriter, looking something like a harpsichord, was half buried in sheets of manuscript. The little bald-headed man was smoking a corncob pipe and reading a cookbook. "'I beg your pardon,' said the caller pleasantly. "'Is this the proprietor?' Mr. Roger Mifflin, the proprietor of Parnassus at home, looked up, and the visitor saw that he had keen blue eyes, a short red beard, and a convincing air of competent originality. "'It is,' said Mr. Mifflin. "'Anything I can do for you?' "'My name is Aubrey Gilbert,' said the young man. "'I am representing the Grey Matter Advertising Agency. "'I want to discuss with you the advisability of your letting us handle your advertising account.' Uh, "'Prepare a snappy copy for you, and place it in large circulation mediums. "'Now the war's over, you ought to prepare some constructive campaign for bigger business.'
The bookseller's face beamed. He put down his cookbook, blew an expanding gust of smoke, and looked up brightly. My dear chap, he said, I don't do any advertising. Impossible, cried the other, aghast as at some gratuitous indecency. Not in the sense you mean. Such advertising as benefits me most is done for me by the snappiest copywriters in the business. I suppose you refer to whitewash and guilt, said Mr. Gilbert wistfully. Not at all. The people who are doing my advertising are Stevenson, Browning, Conrad, and company. Dear me, said the Grey Matter solicitor, I don't know that agency at all. Still, I doubt if their copy has more pep than ours. I don't think you get me. I mean that my advertising is done by the books I sell. If I sell a man a book by Stevenson or Conrad, a book that delights...